followers aren't everything it's who follows you it's not how many followers you have and i could yeah. not agree more like i think that's the only way i'm gonna be able to create a steady income so i can save up to become freelance or go do my own thing i think i'm gonna have to for me i always idolize these people and see them as like these huge successful designers, but they're people just like me. I would rather be the happiest little designer in the whole entire world and not making much money than working for a huge design firm, making lots of money and I'm miserable every single day that I go into work. We lost the sole purpose of social media. It's to post your work, make friends, make these connections and have fun and to like like meet people and to just post what you love and share what you're passionate about hello and welcome to another episode of the creative waffle podcast today i'm joined by hannah from america she is a fellow young designer and we have a really good discussion this episode about social media um just coming out of university, what to do out of university, uh, and, and just how two young designers are trying to make it in the world of, of creative world and the world of social media, the uh, the whole digital anxiety, the, everything we have in this world is amazing, but it comes with its own complications. And we try and discuss that in this episode. Um, it's a really good episode for young designers, young people trying to get their, their first jobs or trying to overcome these worries that we all have as uh, young creatives in 2019 2020 so yeah i hope you enjoy this episode um please let me know if you do leave a comment subscribe and all that thank you very much uh, let's get into the show that's recording then we're into the podcast hey. this is it <laughs> hi <laughs> i guess for people, for people who don't know you could you give a bit of an introduction uh, to yourself and your, what your instagram handle is and where can people find you yeah of course so my name is hannah brown i am a 22 year old graphic designer, illustrator, photographer, slash everything <laughs> from a small town in Ohio, Finley, Ohio, um, in the US. I am at doodlebug.draws on Instagram. Um, I'm also on Etsy. I have my own Etsy shop. It's doodlebug designs by HB on Etsy. Um, yeah, that's, I guess, the main two places that you could find me as of now. <laughs> Nice. Um, so we connected through the Honest Designer show. Uh, yes. you, you saw the podcast, and I was like, I, I, being on that was awesome because the, the Tom and um, Ian are coming off speaking at the event, but um, mm -hmm. Dustin as well. I've met Dustin twice now, and they were all awesome guys. Uh, mm -hmm. So it was real cool, really cool to have them all in one place and chat with them. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah. So if people are listening, go and check that out as well. Um, yes, they're yeah, amazing. Just, just yeah. Uh, how yeah. have you, uh, since when have you been listening to the, the podcast? How long have you been listening to that one? Um, oh my gosh. Actually, uh, I'd say for about four months now. Um, I, I've definitely been going through this phase. You know, I'm a senior in college, so I graduation is on the horizon. I'm trying to figure out what the heck I want to do with my life, where I'm going in my design yeah. career. And I stumbled across the Honest Designer show through, do you know Catherine K, Catnip Illustrations? Okay. Um, yeah. She's from the UK that. as well. Yeah. She is one of my all-time business inspirations. Like, she is who I aspire to be someday. And she was actually on the podcast. And I was like, oh my gosh, how have I never heard of this podcast before? So I began listening to it and I knew who Ian Barnard was and Tom Ross as well, but I wasn't familiar with Dustin and Lisa, but I think I binge watched every single episode of that podcast in like a matter of months. And 
the information has truly like shifted my whole perspective on what it's like to be a designer and where I'm going in my future. And then I actually stumbled across your podcast and I listened to a couple episodes of your <laughs> podcast and I was like, oh my gosh, you know, it's so different hearing from like the experts who are like, who have gone through what we're going through now, but then hearing your podcast, like from somebody who is my age, I guess, and going through it, it was so yeah. refreshing. And then you were on their podcast. I'm like, okay, that's it. I have to, I have to message him and say hi, because this is amazing. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I appreciate you doing that because uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's cool to chat with other people that are at a similar age and, um, and talk it through. And it's, it's amazing to hear that as well, that you've, you found it refreshing and, um, and, and helpful so uh, yeah yes yeah. <laughs> that's why we're talking um, yeah yeah what because you, you sent me a message about uh, a problem and, and we wanted to talk it through and see if we can help each other out um yeah. what was what, what were you thinking and, and what you what your current thoughts about the industry and what your struggles <laughs> okay well where do i begin um no i'm just kidding but <laughs> i guess i kind of wrote down some questions that i kind of have like regarding I guess being so new and young and not sure where to go I yeah so I guess my first question is what should non-experienced and not well-developed creatives start with um, or start doing um, to kind of gain traction and follow their big dreams like when it comes to creating a podcast or being freelance creating a YouTube channel because for me I mean I love what you said, you sent me last night saying um, that followers aren't everything. It's who follows you. It's not how many followers you have. And I could yeah. not agree more. Like being young creatives now, it's such a stigma and such a stereotype that your success is based off of how many followers you have. And that's just so annoying. Like trying to get your foot in the door when I only have like 350 followers on Instagram or something like that. So I guess for me, my question to you is, what did you do to just jump in and like get started? Because you started at like 18, yeah. didn't you? So doing the podcasting stuff, it was, uh, yeah, I mean, it was young, younger than that. And then like the Creative Waffle one started at sort of 18, yeah. I realized mm -hmm. that I, I, wanted, I wanted to do, um, I wanted to do podcasting or like be like a radio host when I was younger. I guess podcasting mm -hmm. was a way to do it. So mm -hmm. that's sort of like a little into that. Um, and it led into it doing design stuff as well and just being interested in other people's stories. So I think, I think that's, um, that's where that all started. But yeah, the following, the follower stuff's weird. I mean, it's, it's, it's people put way too much of emphasis on it. I don't get it. I don't get, I understand mm -hmm. why people, I think we're all just addicted to it too much now. And I finally found this epiphany where um finally had it where it's it's like, oh, I don't really care about it anymore. And it's taken me yeah. ages to do it. Like since I've been on Instagram, it's taken me mm -hmm. only sort of the last six months to realise that we don't really need followers. It's it's more about the industry and, and who actually knows you where you want to go. So I guess my mm -hmm. throw back to you quickly, like what's what what's your do you have any goals in mind? Would you know do you know who you want to work with or do you know what sort of work you want to do? Um, I guess my big dream is to be, so I do have my own Etsy shop right now. And like I said, um, Catherine Kay, she has a YouTube channel. She has a podcast for her Patreons that she runs. Um, she also has a very huge successful, um, Etsy business, essentially like her whole business is done on Etsy, but she creates stickers and designs and logo work and illustrations. And 
that's kind of what I dabble in. I love to do illustration and kind of logo design. Um, my Etsy shop right now is basically all stickers and t-shirts, but I would love to kind of have that business, like the overarching business of like selling my work and being my own boss in that kind of sense. But I would also love to be freelance, you know, get clients attracted to my work for illustration work. Um, I also do photography on the side. So um, I'm actually shooting a wedding in December. That's mind blowing wow. to me. That's yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So I'm really excited for that. Um, but again, my big dream is to live in London. I would absolutely love to live in London someday. And I've always been fascinated. <laughs> <laughs> I know I would always be, I've just been so fascinated with living in a big city because I am from like the middle of nowhere in Ohio. So yeah. kind of around here, you have to live somewhere that's bigger and more established. And for me, I guess my biggest struggle now is getting to be a part of that community, like the creative community, um, whether it be online or like this, or um, I find it really difficult because there's none of that around here. Like I don't, I can't just up and go to conferences or things like that. Mm. And um, so I guess my big dream is to like, just be a part of that community and maybe have my own podcast someday, my own YouTube channel. I don't know. Um, but kind of just be a part of that huge overarching community and be freelance and yeah <laughs> cool i mean we could, let's, let's break that down then so i mean first of all i, mean, I it's strange cause i probably know more designers and creatives in ohio uh than i do here really like, in my local town yeah See, it's I so just, strange i guess i have my blinders on like <laughs> but, <laughs> there's yeah. so many people in columbus there's, I know there's no like like I probably know like six, seven people in Columbus uh, that I could go and like say hello to if I was over there. And um, yeah. I probably know like four maybe over here, like in my local town. So yeah, mm -hmm. definitely, definitely. Um, if you, if you're, yeah, you're two hours away, so it's quite a way. But uh, that's a short drive though for Americans though, short two hours. Yeah, it <laughs> is. Yeah, it's not very long, no. But I, yeah, I and well, a part of me is too, I've lived in Ohio my whole life. Um, I've always been fascinated with traveling and going different places and so I'm definitely kind of I don't I have family here but I don't have very firm roots here like I don't have any intentions on staying here so that's another reason oh, nice. why I'd love to be freelance is to be able to just go anywhere and do anything and <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah so okay so the first first thing uh the podcast and stuff I mean first of all you could you could just start it like now <laughs> it'd be amazing yeah if you know obviously you got like university stuff i guess that's that's pretty busy you're busy with that at the moment <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> so that's that you say that finishes in may is it i'm sorry you say the university uh college stuff finishes in may yes correct yeah cool so yeah i mean do you think you have enough time to do it now or <laughs> yeah well i do but i guess my main of course you know being a creative I have all these thoughts like oh my gosh I'm not good enough I don't have a big enough right. audience nobody's gonna yeah. listen I don't have even if I put it out there on my social media or on my Instagram like not very many people are gonna see it and the only people that really will see it if I post it anywhere else is like my family and they really I I love what you said on the podcast too um my family doesn't really understand my dreams and aspirations and yeah they, they expect me like right after I graduate to go work for a design firm and like work at a design agency and have a steady eight to five Monday through Friday job. And that is not <laughs> at all what I want to do. And 
I guess they just don't understand that. They are supportive, but it's kind of hard to gain traction when it's just me. Like, <laughs> oh, 100%. I, I agree. Yeah. I mean, as someone who's tried to do it without going to university, I mean, coming out of university as well, it must be pretty tough. Um, because obviously you've got all those money uh, issues as well. Like you've got to pay a lot yeah, back for a debt. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> so, and that, so, I mean, go on. Oh, no. I was just saying, and that's a constant struggle too, is in this yeah. industry, I'm either going to use my degree and be so grateful that I got it, or I'm never going to use it a day in my life. And it was just a waste of money. So it's very 50-50. So. Wait, so you're studying design, yeah? Or not? Graphic, graphic okay. design, yeah. Cool. Yeah. But it's at least like, it, but in a way, like, it's almost yeah. like your, yeah, well, in a way, it's like your portfolio that gets you the job, you know, it's like your talent and your personality yeah. and your, your drive, not necessarily, oh, I have a bachelor's degree. Like they're going to hire somebody with a great portfolio and a great drive yeah. over someone that has a degree and no talent, I guess. So yeah. it can go very 50, 50. <laughs> So you you don't think you want to get a job straight out of university as in like working for a studio? Um, well, as of now, I think I'm going to have to financially. I think that's the only way I'm going to be able to create a steady income so I can save up to become freelance or go do my own thing. I think I'm going to have to, um, especially with debt and bills and things like that. But, um, and plus now, I mean, I am doing freelance work now, you know, I do do custom illustrations, things like that, but it's definitely in my Etsy shop, but it's not anywhere near enough revenue to just full on after graduation, jump into freelancing or that kind of thing. So probably will have to get one of those jobs as a buffer. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. And I think that's, I mean, I think about it now, it's probably the route I would advise going down. Like, I mm -hmm. I didn't really have any design, like full-time design jobs. I had a couple of freelance gigs, but mm -hmm. like no, nothing steady. And I think I, I'm now realizing, oh, wait, I actually do need money to live. Like, I luckily yeah. still live in my parents' house, so um, yeah. I'm very lucky with that. But I'm, I'm yeah. now realizing I need some money, so I'm, I'm thinking about getting like design jobs. And it's... It's, it's interesting as well because I'm not thinking about getting design jobs, just any design job. I'm thinking about getting them in, in the area I want to be in. So like for me, it's football. So I guess mm -hmm. for you, you can find, try and find a, an agency or a studio that does the work that you want to be doing rather than just any yeah. design job. Because that's, that's one of the things I said on the podcast is, um, on the Honest Designers podcast, is that my, my parents just want me to get any job. They want me to just, just find security and money. Right. Yeah. So, so if you can find something that you really enjoy, then you might not find it as much of an annoyance to do it. Like you, you might actually not. Yeah. You might actually like it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, you know, for me, my big dream. I actually, my sophomore year of college, worked for Disney for four months. So I actually wow. lived. I lived at Disney World, and I was a photo pass photographer there. I did the Disney College program, and that's awesome. it was so yeah it was so eye-opening like being on my own living in an apartment having a full-time job with disney and i would always love to go back to disney for sure and like work in their animation department and things like that but i guess for me you know the world we are in now most jobs like that i want like illustration based and things like that they require that you have so much experience before you apply and for young creatives, that's annoying because it's like, okay, I have an internship I did with my university. Um, I was their student graphic designer for the summer. And then I worked for Disney. And 
yeah, that looks great on a resume, but I don't have much experience outside of that. So around so, my so area, what, anyway, go ahead. What about the, uh, what about the, obviously the, the, your freelance stuff, that's experience, right, as well? That's, you gotta add that to your CV. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I guess going to school too, I guess that's experience, but again it's just all a mind game like i'm just so nervous like oh people aren't gonna like my work i'm not gonna be able to get a job and i guess i'm just stuck in this rut of feeling not good enough or not where i want to be anyway like i see the end goal like crisp mm -hmm. and clear it's just the process of getting there i guess that's kind of frustrating yeah. especially being in this huge transitional period of graduating college and like, where do you go after that? Because they don't really prepare you for that. I mean, you go to college and you learn the material that you need to learn. And then when you graduate, they're kind of like, okay, see ya. Good luck. You're on your own. <laughs> and it's just like, oh, crap. Okay, where do I go from here? <laughs> like, So, yeah. So I, I, from what I've spoken to from other students that have finished college um, in England, my, my friends that have done it, is that now is the right time to be messaging people to try and find jobs. So you come to the mm -hmm. end of the course and everything. And um, unfortunately, I can't really speak on this side of it because I, I haven't done it. But they, they said like December, January is, is like the time to be messaging people yeah. on LinkedIn and, and really getting known in the, which jobs you want to be doing. So is it, I mean, yeah. do you want to be working at Disney, like getting out of university? Do you think you could do that? Um, probably Even like not. on a placement, <laughs> or even like on a well, placement level or? Yeah, I mean, I could, I could just, I could do the Disney college program again, which is like a kind of a foot in the door. Um, basically you're just working for Disney world or I could get a professional internship and work through them that way. But at the same time, like, I don't know whether or not to keep taking all these side detours or like work here and then work here or just keep on the long trek path towards my ultimate goal someday. And one thing, another question I had for you too is, I feel like I'm a jack of many trades and a master of none. So like I can do illustration, I can do photography, I can do graphic design work, but I don't feel like yet that I found my one specific like niche that I love to do. Whereas you, you love doing design for football teams and things like that. I don't think I've found that yet. So do you have any advice right. like, how to narrow i guess narrow it down or <laughs> yeah you know, it's like I mean, a loaded I, question i definitely don't want to come across as like wanting to sound like a guru or anything so i'm still very much like this is what i'm talking yeah. to because we're on the same age we're on the same level and we're trying to work it out together um yes and this is why it's good and to do that because it's it's, yeah. it's, it's it's nice to be on the same level and talking trying to understand mm -hmm. each other um yeah so i mean <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm very lucky. I just found, found I, I put two and two together. I like football, I like design. So why not just do football design? Why not try yeah. and put that into a niche? I mean, it's, mm -hmm. I, I'd probably get more clients if I didn't do that. If I'm honest, mm -hmm. I, if I open myself up to do other things, that's one thing I've been um, told by people that is, uh, yeah, by doing football design, you're doing stuff you love every day, but are you really earning money from it? And it's true, I'm, I'm not earning a lot, if anything, yeah. uh, most days. So, I mean, I think when I, sp I spoke to someone about this and they said it's, I think it was Jason Craig. Have you heard Jason Craig? Uh, uh, I don't think so, no. American designer down in Augusta, Georgia. He's um, he's awesome. And he, he basically said, like, young designers, we're all on like a, like a career ladder. Young designers, we need to be going through the sort of rough patches of working in studios, we're going through the 
uh, this maybe the stuff we don't want to do to get to where we want mm-hmm. it to be. Right, like Yeah, I think that's. I think it's more and more right. Um, every time, yeah. I, every day I think about it, and I'm I'm mm-hmm. probably gonna have a bit of a switch because I've got I've got job um, jobs lined up with like what's it called interviews like lined up next week I've got, I've got a couple of interviews next week so i, I think he's mm-hmm. right I'm going, to, I'm going to try and get back into a job um mm-hmm. after realizing that this you know this starting like working for yourself straight away business isn't probably going to be it's going to be very hard for mm-hmm. a lot of people yeah so my my current advice would definitely be to try and find a job that you like um yeah especially when you're coming out of university so yeah I guess, and- I'm like, okay are there any are there any around you that you could do Probably. I mean, I guess right now my goal is to um, move to the biggest city near me where there's a lot of opportunity is either Columbus or Detroit in Michigan. And I'm more drawn to the Detroit area because I have family up in Michigan and it's a lot easier for me to transition up there. So I am beginning to look for jobs up there. And um, that's the current plan anyway but you made a lot of really valid points too that you know being young creatives or just young people in general in the era that we're growing up in of social media everybody wants to be an influencer and everybody wants to gain they think that like becoming this influencer or becoming um a youtuber or a successful podcaster or something like that is going to gain them fame and money in the future but Um, Another thing that I know Ian and Tom and all of them over there always preach is like, you have to do the dirty work first and you have to get your hands dirty, do the things you might not want to do first to gain traction that way, build up your portfolio, build up your self-esteem and your confidence as a designer, because university can only teach me so much. Like that can only get me so far. I have to go out into the real world and actually do it to gain that kind of experience. And then once you feel like you have your feet on the ground, um, then you can jump off and go freelance and do that kind of thing. And, you know, I have had my own business, I guess, for this four years I've been at college, you know, I've had my Etsy business and I've gained traction with that. And I have a pretty decent income off of Etsy. It all goes to bills, but, (laughs) but um, it's just, yeah, like, I agree with you. I feel like a lot of people don't understand that you do have to do the nitty gritty work first. And, you know, I'm still trying to wrap my head around it too, because I would absolutely love to graduate and just be like, okay, I'm freelance now, or I'm going to do my own thing. But financially, like that's not at all in the picture. So but that's it. Yeah. I mean, you definitely could do that and, and live at home and do and be happy doing that for a while. But I, just, I don't want to advise people on doing the same thing I've done, um, which is, which is being doing this for like, on and off on and off for about three years now and, and just having no money all the time is stressful uh, well and but, you wouldn't I mean, have known that unless you did that too exactly like, that's true yeah mm-hmm. i mean maybe it's different for you maybe you could do it maybe it will work and i, I no. don't want to put that off you <laughs> okay <laughs> well fair enough that's good but i think also you just said some fantastic stuff as well you you've, i think i think maybe you need to listen to yourself and and like you just, I'm, you I'm just, the worst at taking my own advice. I can't take my own. But you're not advice. taking like other people's advice. All these podcasts you listen to, yeah, they're all giving you fantastic yeah. advice. It's all up there, and you've just said it all. You just need to yeah, take true. it now. You just need to take it in. Um, yeah. I, I, yeah. Everyone has that. Everyone, especially young designers, always like, oh, maybe that won't work. Maybe it will work. Or back and forth. We're always back and forth about this sort mm-hmm. of stuff. Um, but yeah, I definitely. Well, I, I mean, I will. guess. I guess like another thing too, just 
especially the young designers I've seen around me, you know, from college and things like that, we're always comparing ourselves to the bigger people that have done it for years and years and years. Like Ian, for example, I've admired his lettering for years. I followed him for years and, you know, it's like, oh my gosh, I'll never be that good. I'll never, but I'm, I just got a reality check like the other day, like, okay, I'm just a beginner. Like I'm still working on it. I'm still building myself up I'm not gonna become an Ian Barnard overnight like or a well, entrepreneur like, like Tom Ross overnight I'm not gonna be able to do that like I have to they've been in the business for years and years and years so yeah that's it and, and I always said like we're all on different ladders and we're all climbing our own ladders and we're all on different stages on our own ladders so like my ladder is my career path I want to be the designer of whatever football club and working my way up there to get to that that top of the ladder mm-hmm. in Barnard if I start comparing myself to him who's already up his ladder some way on a completely different path that's not yeah. that's not helpful to our brains we shouldn't be no, doing that it's not but like and that's what all young influencers I use that term lately but like yeah. I know people that I graduated high school with who are youtubers and they're not they didn't go to college or university they just jumped right into youtube and one of them is very successful because she's donated or devoted her whole being to it but then of course there's others who are just doing it for fun or doing it on the side or not taking it seriously and they're not gaining traction but then they kind of just Mm -hmm. sit there like oh why i don't have followers i'm not gaining traction i'm not and it's like okay well your mindset's not in the right place i suppose or like you can't start comparing yourself to all these huge youtubers who have been doing it for years and years and years and expect to be like them overnight like it takes years and this has been a huge reality check for me because that's something i thought that i was going to do honestly i had a youtube channel years ago i opened it up i posted like a couple videos and i was like okay you know i'm not seeing traction and i deleted the channel and i was you know that's just the way our minds growing up in this era work I suppose is like oh we're not seeing followers overnight so I'm done and we don't want to actually put in the effort and put in the work to keep going even when you're not seeing traction and I think that's the biggest thing I've learned from the Honest Designer show and like your podcast is even when you're not seeing traction things are still happening you just have to keep going like (laughs) you can't stop (laughs) and and that's that's the issue I'm finding right now, to be honest, is like, okay, when do I stop though? Because maybe it's just not going to happen. And that's my back and forth at the moment, the podcast. I'm doing, I've been doing it for three years now and it's been like, it's great. I'm talking to all these amazing people and maybe I shouldn't be focusing on it to make money. Maybe I should be getting a job and doing it on the side because it's helping me get my job. Maybe mm-hmm. because I'm, I don't think I'm going to make money from it. I've lost thousands if I'm honest like all the equipment yeah. and all the traveling and everything I've lost thousands of pounds on it um so yeah I don't think it's going to be a money thing for me now I think in 2020 I'm going to move it forward to a side thing um keep doing it weekly but on from the side point of view and just helping people that's, yeah that's amazing yeah. that's a great goal and you brought up another good point like when is a good place to stop like we always say like followers don't matter. It's who follows you. It's not how many followers you have. And I completely agree. Like shifting your mindset to that is it's not, it doesn't matter how many followers I have. It's who I'm reaching out to and just sharing my work. But at the same time, like it is a lot harder nowadays to get jobs and to get um, clients when you only have 
very little followers or like a very little presence. I don't know. Maybe, maybe in, so, a, I don't know, in England, I don't think that's true. I, I, I just think it's about the work. I really do. Oh my gosh. It's so different, than, at least for me anyway. But right. um, do you think it's like, the way you're looking at it. Do you think it's just the way probably. you're looking at it though? 100% probably. Know. It might not be. I don't know, I just, but I, just... I mean, okay, so let's say like somebody, let's say I was equally talented. This is just completely hypothetical. Like let's say I was equally <laughs> as talented as Ian Barnard. I keep using him as an example because you were just on the <laughs> podcast. And I, but um, let's say I was just equally as talented as him. I, my work looked, I don't want to say the same, but like as clean as his. And he yeah. has, I'm not sure how many followers he has on Instagram. A lot. Yeah, 30,000, I think. Yeah, something like that. More. <laughs> but let's say, like, I went up for a job, the same job as Ian, and he has, like, thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of followers on Instagram, and I have, like, 300-something. Who do you think would get the job? And he has more of a social media presence. I, like, he, he has a YouTube that... channel. Yeah, I'd argue that it's based on personality. I reckon, I mean, unless you're the same person, I think if you come across better than him, is this for like a, a design job, like in a studio? I or guess like, a client, like client okay. work. So like if Coca-Cola or a big company like that was looking for a designer, okay. who who would they go towards? Yeah, would they grab I mean, I guess, I guess it's, clothes? yeah, I guess it is reputable, like reputation, reputation like that on that level, but. They might also ask you both the prices. They might also ask both of the prices, and then and then they might even look at engagement. Like if you look at what Tom Ross is doing, um, like he he doesn't have the the most followers, but his comments are always full. He's got hundreds of comments each post because he's made his Instagrams and and social medias based around the comments and building a community rather than a following. Yeah, Yeah, I I think that's so much more valuable. On my Instagram, I did a piece of fan art, actually, of the Honest Designers last month, and Tom commented on it, and he's like, hey, feel free to DM me with all the questions that you have, and I'll help you out, and I haven't gotten around to it yet, but (laughs) I've been meaning to, but yeah, it's just, and that's what definitely the path I want to go down is, and why I appreciate you, or like talking to me so much, is because even though you have a busy schedule and I have a busy schedule and I'm sure Tom is a very busy man, but yet he still makes time to help people out and to build this community. And I guess I've never been exposed to this community. Like I said, I live in the middle of nowhere. The closest thing to me is like Columbus and I've been trying to engage. I engage a lot on Instagram. I try to comment. I try to talk to people, but I guess I've just been talking to the wrong people. I don't know, <laughs> but I just haven't. So, so what do you want to do? Do you want to do you want to meet more people in real life, like establish like a local local design group or something? Um, I guess I'm like even if it is online, like just being I don't know. a part and of it. Like, yeah, and I guess for me, I am new. I am a fresh young designer, like still trying to get myself out there. But I guess I just. I don't want to say, I don't want it to come off as like, I'm craving attention. Like I want attention from all these people. It's not that it's just, I want to, the creative community has inspired me for so many years, like via podcasts or YouTube channels and stuff like that. And I just want to be a part of it. And I want to speak my truth and I want to help people the way that you guys have helped me. And I want to be a part of it 
but mentally it's just like, where the hell do I start? <laughs> where do I start? Yeah. Where do I just jump in? Cause if I created a podcast today, trust me, I have a whole notebook full of like podcast and YouTube channel ideas and where Brilliant. I want to take it. But if I just jumped into it and I didn't see anything, yeah, that would be a little heartbreaking, you know, in a way, like, especially at the beginning of everything. But then of course, what everyone says, you never know until you do it and you just have to jump in and, but it's so scary. It's so scary to kind of just jump into something like that. Like, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> my, my, okay. It's just, it, it sounds like you want to start a podcast. So I, you got you well, to do it. I just, I keep using that as an example, but I okay. mean, yeah, I do. I would like to, but kind of just, I guess with sharing my work and I do have a per- portfolio website and of course Instagram and stuff like that but it's all a matter of where do young designers start like where do we just jump in like what is our chance to kind of just jump in and try to make connections with these people that are higher above us I suppose or be a part of that community well I think you have a good I think you have a unique perspective of it because like with with what I'm doing is it's like a young guy's perspective but there's not a young females perspective of it but there's no young females that i know of doing a design or illustration podcast so mm-hmm. maybe you know that's that's a good you could do it yeah that's a good avenue. yeah start yeah. it before someone else does <laughs> maybe yeah maybe i'll just have to yeah and i you know and then I one by one you just gotta reach out yeah exactly yeah. you got you're talking yourself out of it like, and you just gotta reach out send a direct message you did you can say you can send direct messages because i've received one from you so send send them to tom send them to people that you admire maybe do a woman only podcast i don't know do people that you really do admire and and start talking to them and eventually yeah. over time because of these guests the thing is with doing a podcast as well people won't come like they don't come for me they don't come for my opinions they come for the guests opinions like right. the, the people i have on <laughs> yeah. so they the people that have on their audience will come to the podcast and eventually over time they'll c- keep coming back for the same guest and uh, for, what, sorry, for the different guests they- yeah what did they say on the podcast? Like you get your podcast out there by being on other people's podcasts. Cause like your audiences yeah. are constantly, and that's how I found your podcast. And that's how I found um, Angie, Andy J pizza's podcast and like yeah. all of them. And I'm listening to like a dozen creative podcasts just because everybody's like intermingling with everybody. And that's why too, a lot of Instagram artists that, Oh, and I've been doing this. Um, have you ever heard of like draw this in your style challenges? on Instagram yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah. like where someone will post like an original character or something like that and they'll say draw this in your style and you basically redraw it in your style I've done that a lot and that has actually helped me quite a bit is you know redrawing this artist um, they might have like a hundred thousand followers but usually they'll always repost it and I've gained a lot of followers that way just like creating like fan art I guess of them and um, that's something I would recommend to like young people out there too is like show your admiration for other people's arts by doing these challenges and mm. or also just creating fan art like I created fan art of Catherine Kay and she responded back to it and that was like big fangirl moment for me like <laughs> that she actually was messaging me saying thank you and you know I always or I did one of the honest designers too and Dustin Tom and Ian all commented back to it and were talking to me yeah. and I was like, oh my gosh like this is insane And I guess like for me, I always idolize these people and see them as like these huge successful designers, but they're people just like me. They, 
And I'm always afraid they're going to look at me like, oh, look at this cute little designer with like 300 followers. She has no idea what she's doing, but this is cute. Like she did a little piece of fan art of us. And, but I guess you got to see them as like, they're people too. Like, yeah, but that's what I was afraid of. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, one thing that's helped me with that is uh, going to design events like Creative South and uh, Crop, like just standing next to these people and actually having conversations with them. We're all on the same level. We're all, these numbers next to our names don't mean anything. Like it is literally just, it really doesn't matter. <laughs> I know yeah. you said about getting jobs and things, but it doesn't, it doesn't matter if your work's good enough, I don't think. Mm-hmm. But, um, it kind of matters. I mean, for sure who you are. And I mean, I'm attracted to like your podcast and all like Ian and all them because their personalities are also, I don't know, similar to me, I guess. I feel like I have a lot in common with you and we just met like a little while ago, but, and like Ian and them, and I would love to sit down and like spark conversation. And that's what I love to do. I am a very, if you can't tell, I love to talk. Not, that's not me, but. <laughs> I do as well. You got to start a podcast then. You <laughs> I know. <laughs> All the great podcasters do. I love talking. I love to talk, but again, I hate to keep bringing up like where I'm at, but there's no one really around here that I can meet with like a designer on a regular basis. I have my professor who, um, has a degree in graphic design and he's obviously had experience because he's the one teaching me how to be successful yeah. but at the same time like it's hard to find people who have the same ideas and the same issues as me or I guess the same going through the same things I'm going through and that's why I love listening to all of those other podcasts and YouTube videos and YouTube channels when artists start talking about what they're going through I so bad just want to like reach through the podcast and be like, me too. Like me too. I hear you. But you know, um, I definitely have noticed like a lot of people our age and like young designers too, we struggle with seeing these people on a pedestal and thinking we'll never be able to talk to them or we're never going to be able to reach out to them because they're just going to see us as like nobodies, I guess. And again, that's a huge stereotype and a huge stigma of like our age. It's just not true as well. It's just not true. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm learning, I'm slowly learning that, but. Yeah, no, it takes a while. All of this stuff, like you said about social media and not worrying about followers, not worrying about um, people's opinions. It it does take a while. Like it's taken me six months to to a year to to actually get it to sink in. Um, And I'm only at the point now where it's like, oh yeah, I don't care. It's only that, it's only after a year of thinking about it and actually pondering it and going back and forth but yeah I mean I still obviously everyone gets doubts and, and thoughts like that um but it's still on a daily basis I guess especially artists and designers we're a weird bunch we're, we're we, are. we are we're very yeah. weird <laughs> like if we went if a designer sat down I swear at a therapist and like started talking about all the problems that we go through they're like you're seriously crying over vector illustrations like why are you crying over this you don't understand. <laughs> yeah. But um, I guess another question I had for you too is how did you know that like design is what you wanted to do or like design an illustration and how did you kind of like, oh, yeah, this is it. This is exactly what I want to do. Yeah. Because I feel like it's different for, I feel like it's different for everybody and everybody's story is different. Uh, I mean, for, first of all, I just want to mention like the, uh, you said about doing fan art for people. I, I, oh, I've, yeah, I've been, sorry. I've been trying to do fan art for football clubs for ages and like none of it's really turned in. It's only, it's only until I've messaged them 
or actually sort mm -hmm. of sell my portfolio to them, they've realized, okay, we can actually hire these people um, for work mm -hmm. or hire me for work for actually doing paid jobs until, mm -hmm. until I, I could put out as much fan as I want, but I haven't seen, seen anything from it until I started messaging people. So I think that's, okay. that's gotta be huge for, for anyone listening as well as yourself. Like if you want to do stuff for Disney, start messaging creatives at Disney, seeing if you can, I don't know, I'm just using Disney as a sample, start messaging people yeah. there or like uh, social media managers or um, content creators. I don't know if they have content creators at Disney. They, they might not. But, yeah. Oh, for sure. Uh, yeah. There's this one okay. artist I love. Her name is Lulu Sketches on YouTube. She is a, well, she worked for Disney. Her series currently, she worked on Tangled the series. And I mean, it ended, so she doesn't work for Disney anymore, but she is constantly posting videos about how to get hired with Disney, how to build up your portfolio, how to um, basically get your name out there to agencies like Disney, like, or okay. huge corporations Perfect. like Disney. And it's so helpful, like hearing somebody who's already working for them, talking to people like me who want to work for them or a company sort of like them. So yeah, I've definitely yeah. been looking into that. Yeah. <laughs> so what, have you spoken to her yet? Um, no. <laughs> yeah. I haven't. Yeah, that's, that's the next tip. That's the next, like, that's like the next step, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, I know. And it's for me, again, it's an, a whole mental game. Of, I just need to, if I want to talk to her, I can. Like, I can message her. But it's, of yeah. course, always the fear of, oh, they're not going to message back. I'm not yeah i'm not good enough they're not gonna then, pay attention yeah. to me <laughs> it's like you won't it's like you won't know until you ask <laughs> yeah for sure yeah. for sure oh, the, i gotta say though the podcast definitely help. having a podcast definitely helps talking to people because stagmeister and paula share wouldn't want to talk to me but until i, I said yeah. oh i'm gonna start promoting your stuff on this podcast come along and they're like okay yeah i'll, I'll come and chat that with you awesome. but um so definitely I guess that's another reason to start a podcast or some sort of show is to so you mm -hmm. can talk to bigger people because they're more likely to chat with you if you have a podcast. It's just that I think that is just a fact. That I don't it's think, another way to get yourself out there. Yeah. I mean, you can have an hour with this person. And you can ask her so many like so many good questions relating to yourself and, and like go really personal and how you could do it um, mm -hmm. and get to where she's done or, or get to your own goals and ask her about you and. Just make it super, super about you rather than other people. <laughs> this is what I've done with the yeah. podcast. This is why I'm slowly getting to realize things because I've mm -hmm. been selfish, but with, sort of with the podcast. Well, uh, that's a good thing. Like, and you know, I always want to help people and I want to get to the point, like Aaron Draplin, huge. He's one of my biggest inspirations ever like yeah, huge awesome. inspiration oh my gosh I did like a huge presentation about him for a project at school and um oh, he's actually stuff, I know I noticed all over the room I yeah <laughs> I have his big huge um pretty much everything poster hanging in my bedroom nice. in there actually and I have his I love book too down here on the shelf I have his book so I love him to pieces but yeah. he is just so raw and honest and so like he's not necessarily doing what he does to help people, I guess. I don't see it as that. He's just talking. Like he's just telling his experiences. He in the process is helping us and that kind of thing. But he's so raw and so open and honest. And I would love to like 
get to that point someday, I guess. Like, yeah, I mean, that's what we mentioned but, on, the, on the Honest Designer show. It's like we, people that become influencers aren't doing it to become influencers. They're not, exactly. they're not, they're not yeah. the figureheads because they want to be a figurehead. They're, they're because they've got the skin in the game because they want, because they've done the time. Um, mm-hmm. And I think as a young person, it's probably quite hard to get to that level unless you do just start working for Disney or start working at these companies, have experience, and then you can. I mean, maybe mm-hmm. maybe there is a way of of like like I guess what I'm doing a little bit, and if you start your own podcast and sort of, I guess that is a form of documenting a journey on the way, as people like to say, mm-hmm. um, or like recording the steps and yeah, sort of, and that's yeah yeah go ahead sorry, I guess that's well, relatable that that sort of content yeah yeah well I mean that's what I want I think I my like YouTube channel or whatever or just documenting where I'm at now. And because it'd be so cool to look back and it'd be, it'd be so different. Like if I am working in London someday, like my big dream is, and I can look back at the beginning of my podcast and be like, holy crap, like I knew nothing back then and look at me now, like, and just evolve throughout the years. And it'd be cool to talk about like the issues I'm going through now with having zero money <laughs> and trying to get myself out there, um, graduating from college, not knowing what I want to do. Um, I feel like that's another thing that we kind of perspective wise have differently than like higher ups out there is like, they don't know what it's like to be us now, like in this generation, I guess. And it's hard for them to give advice for us because everything's constantly changing technology, Mm -hmm. like everything is constantly changing. So like getting like for you, I love your podcast because you're kind of talking on things now and like what it's like. I loved your podcast that you interviewed the university students and like any advice for university students. Yeah. I love that because we're talking on issues that are happening now, but again, it's going to be so different like 10 years down the road when the new generation of artists are coming in. And so it's constantly changing and evolving. And I think right now we need more podcasts like yours or voices like yours um, out there because it's kind of like we are hearing from all of the people who have already gone through all that. And that's so amazing because they're giving us wise information and we look up to them, but we're not very much hearing from people our age and people who are going through it now. And when we need advice now, it's like, okay, I know what to do when I get up there and when I get to that part, but what am I supposed to do now? Like, what am I supposed to do to get there? So, and that's why I find like your podcast and like everything so valuable. It sure. sounds like you should start a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I might. Like right after this, I'll hang up and. <laughs> but like, I mean, you can find that advice from doing a podcast and chatting to. The thing is, we're chatting to people our age. Is it's also great, but you want to be chatting to people above you and, and at higher levels right. because you can. Oh, yeah. Because you can get advice that will get them a bit of fight. So it. So if you chat to people on the same level all the time, you're only going to be at the same level. If you chat to people like Aaron Traplin or people above your level, then you can they're going to try and drag you up a little bit. I yeah, think that's, that's sure. my thought anyway. But um, No, and I completely agree. Like I, like I said, if you're not looking up to anybody and you're only, if you're not looking up and only looking straight, you're never going to get to where you want to be. Like you're going to be constantly, you'll have your blinders on and you're constantly just going in one direction instead of traveling yeah. upwards. And I've lived my whole life looking up to these people, like looking up to Ian and all of them and Aaron Draplin and all these people up there. And, but at the same time, 
I get so caught in this mental headspace of wanting to be like them and wanting to get to where they are that I forget that I need to also focus on where I am now and what I have to do now to get there. Like mm. so many of us, especially people that I go to school with, we want to jump from like, yeah. okay, I want to graduate and then jump to be successful. Like <laughs> fast forward 10 years and I want to be there. And I, I, I'm 100% guilty of this. Like I forget that I have to go through the crappy times <laughs> to get well, to- Well, this is the one issue that. of like younger designers. We don't have any patience. Like none of our, no, like our age group does not have any patience at all. It's like everyone, everyone that I know our age doesn't have any patience. I'm not sure whether it's because of the current social media or, or and stuff, but like, yeah. yeah, we just don't have any. We need to learn that. That's something we need to learn a lot more than um, past generations did, I think. Oh, for yeah. sure. And I'm, like I said, I'm guilty of that. I am like the most impatient person on the planet. Like, <laughs> as I told you before, like I had a YouTube channel for like a month and then I deleted it because I wasn't seeing anything from it. But as soon as I started listening to the higher above me's and like the honest designer show and all of that, I started learning that you have to be patient. You have to go through these motions and it sucks now. Trust me. Like I don't, I don't want to say I don't like where I am in life now because I love my life. I love everything about it. And I've had so many great experiences like working at Disney and um, going to college. I've learned things at college that I wouldn't have been able to learn on my own. Well, sort of um, kind of 50, 50 on that. But, um, but at the same time, like, I'm just ready to be at that end goal and I'm ready to get there and I'm ready to get there now, but there, I still have you, a long got the journey hunger. to go. I yeah, do. Got, I do. That's great. That's so cool. Yeah. That's so good. That's such a good trait to have. And like, yeah, it's just, yeah, it's just not going to happen overnight. And that's something I've, I've had to drum into my head as well. You know, it's, it's just not going to happen tomorrow. You just got to, yeah. got to figure out how you get the, um, so I mean, throwing it back to you, how, what what is your dream again? Well, so what is what do you want to do? Because that's you, your question was going to be like, how how are you so sure about doing illustration for football clubs? So how right? Like, what do you well, actually want to do? Why, what are you interested in? Good question. Um, well, so I do. My degree is focusing in graphic design because the university I go to, it's not an art school. Um, it's not even a big state school. It's a very small private university and we have about maybe a under a thousand students out of all four classes. So it's very small. Um, but graphic design is the only path I could go down that way. So of course I'm learning the how to build a, um, a website, how to create a logo, how to yeah. make a poster. And this is all stuff that I taught myself in a day and I've gone to school for for four years and I'm learning throughout four years, but I've learned Photoshop on my own. And I don't want to sound like elite, like I learned all this stuff on my own and here at college yeah, teaching I get me it. anything, but sort of, it's really frustrating because I go to school every day and go to these classes. Like I'm in advanced graphic design right now. And if my professor ever hears this, I'm so sorry, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's just true I get it but yeah but everything I'm learning right now in my classes I can teach myself like I yeah. have that drive to learn and I am actually teaching my professor things about procreate and using the iPad and that kind of thing and I'm actually teaching him and it's just it's so frustrating because it's like am I ever going to use my degree like <laughs> 
probably not. But, you know, so for me, I guess the only path that I can go down right after graduation is graphic design. So like working for a design agency, because I don't have, I just picked up illustration actually within the past six months, like seriously, like actually practicing and doing it seriously. Whereas I've been doing graphic design for years and like creating t-shirts and um, I do a lot of t-shirt work, logo design, stickers, um, merch, like things like that. And I've been doing that for years. So that's my strong suit. Whereas illustration is sort of something I'm trying to get up to that point. So I don't think I'm going to be able, illustration is the long-term goal. Like I would love to be a freelance illustrator sort of, um, similar to Catherine Kay, or I'm trying to think of another example. Um, so what, what do you want to do? Lisa, Lisa so what, what do you actually like doing that? Like outside of university? I, what do you mean? Like so as a job or just like. Any activity is like, what do you do? So like for me, it was playing football. I love playing football and fitness. I'm really into that. So I tried to mix that with my work. And try to make that my everyday so okay. i'm trying to like get something out of you that i'd like what do you do outside yeah. of work <laughs> um i well basically i go to school and work that's all i do now but <laughs> <laughs> um i do enjoy i like to sing um i am a pretty decent singer i guess so nice. i do enjoy me i do enjoy music um dabble in a couple instruments i've grew up in a musical world in a musical my grandma was a music teacher and I love music. Um, so I would love, it'd be really cool to do illustrative work for like album covers, there you go. like there you go. things yeah. like that. Yeah. Like do album covers for different artists. And that was always been my dream. Like I always, whenever I pick up a CD or a record and I look at the, I always look at the cover art. That's the first thing I look at is the album cover art. And I'm like, Oh, yeah. I would, and do you ever find yourself like dissecting things like, oh, I would change all this. Like I would do this differently. <laughs> all the time. I do that yeah. all the time. Or I pick up. That's the, that's the designer's eye. <laughs> I know. I would love to illustrate like book covers and because I also like to read. Um, I love Disney. Obviously, I'm a huge Disney nerd. Um, <laughs> okay, this is great. So, so why why don't, why don't you reach out to some like book publishers and try and get on their roster and and like. And maybe even illustration agencies. You've got a really strong illustration style, so why don't like? And that's what agencies, uh, illustration agencies, look for. Look for like a one mm -hmm. unique, really strong style that you can do comfortably. So maybe even try yeah. and reach out to a few of those. I'm just gonna look at your Instagram again. Um, oh gosh. Uh, <laughs> yeah, get some ideas. Uh, yeah, no, but I. But yeah. I mean, I definitely am focused. I'm trying, and that's the other thing is like I'm trying to build my portfolio to show a wide range of different things. Um, so like right now I'm do a lot of character work so like I do draw characters and I'm working on portraiture that kind of thing but of course I'd love to be able to illustrate like if they want me to illustrate a book cover with an animal on it or something like that like I could do that yeah. too but it's just well, a matter of like building up my portfolio to that point I guess currently like to exhibit work that they would want to hire me for so yeah yeah that, that makes sense and so, so the first thing I saw um, that stood out to me is obviously being English. Is it Harry and Kate? Uh, Harry and Kate, what am I oh, about? Um, Harry and Meghan. Um, yeah, that's so old. That's so bad. Yeah, but it's not though. Like you could, I was, I was so in the football world. You've got a social media posts and 
um, content around football matches are very, it's very, very big. I could see a news website picking up that and using it as social media or, or as a thumbnail for one of those news articles. Like it would work really well. So I, mm. I, I, I guess the advice I've been given as well in the past is try and think about how your work can be used in situations and looking for the opportunity rather than thinking it as black and white. It's not just like, oh, they, they like my work. It's like trying to create an opportunity around the work like seeing mm. seeing where that can be used and then messaging them saying oh actually this could could work like this this could work as a news yeah. article thumbnail so that so, is very good advice that is very I good think, advice um, because I, I think you said it it. As, I keep struggling with okay I need to if I want to get book illustration work or like album cover work I have to create work like that for them to see whereas I'm not yeah. seeing it as oh they can look at my work and see potential in my work and use what I have already done for those kinds of things. I guess the way I've been taught in college too, and I guess now that I look at it and that you put it that way, it's kind of, I don't want to say wrong, but my professor always preaches. Yeah, well, my professor always preaches, like if you want to work on, um, oh, like if you want to work for children's books and you want to illustrate children's books, you need to exhibit work showing that you can do that or like illustrate a children's yeah. book and show them. But in a way it's hard to get there because I'm constant, I'm always creating work, but it's like, I don't know what kind of work to create to attract these different kinds of audiences. And I feel like I have to, if I wanted to work for soccer clubs or football clubs or something like that, I have absolutely no artwork exhibiting that I have any knowledge in creating illustrations for football clubs but I feel like I would feel the need that I have to start creating that kind of art to attract that audience it, it definitely helps if you do if you, I think it would yeah. help if you uh if you went to some like a children if you wanted children's books I mean your your work would be like great for that anyway but like if, if you went to like a book publisher and said like, I already wanted some children's books I think if you even if you did a couple of pages of one that would really help but see mm -hmm. them get an understanding of how yeah. you do it uh, but so yeah maybe maybe I, I wouldn't get too cut up on it though I wouldn't get like I wouldn't stop emailing people because you haven't done that I mean right. maybe maybe like send an email to them and, and okay so recently I recently I did a did something for a football club um, I sent it off to mm -hmm. them and said look uh, if you're interested this is what we could do for Christmas for, your, for a campaign um, I'd like to show you some other work if, you, if you're interested in going down this route which I hadn't done yet I just said said i can show you some other work if, you, if you're interested they came back said yeah we're interested um show me some other work and i did it that nice. day and sent it off that's awesome but, so i guess i guess it's just sort of blagging it a little bit <laughs> and just yeah. saying if I, i'd like to show you this is my current work and maybe if we could work together on some children's books um or if you know anyone that's writing children's books and needs an illustrator um i'd love to show them my work and maybe we can work on a couple of pages as a test or something that's the thing as yeah. well like we, we're so young we have i guess we do have a little bit more freedom to have like a little bit of a play and time wise we, we, yeah. we can just stretch our time and um and just do stuff for a bit less money than i mean it might be different when you got university loans but like yeah well me, and, i can I do mean, loads and loads of free work and show it to them exactly yeah. and that's definitely what i'm doing is i yeah. i'm doing most of my illustration work that i get commissioned to do so like i'm trying to think of the biggest thing i've done um Hmm. I did a logo design this past summer for the Bluff and Bread Company. So they're this company that my university has founded 
and I actually created the logo for them. I created all of their branding for free. Nice. Like I did all of that free of charge, which looking back on it now is kind of stupid because, <laughs> uh, because they're going to be making money off of this for like years and years, years to come. But yeah. my name will always be attached to that logo. And that's something that Ian and all of them have kept saying is like free work, get your name out there. Like no matter what it might, it may help you in the long run. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's a very like fifty-fifty question. That that sort of stuff. Like, it's a big topic, isn't it? To talk about doing free work. Um, well, especially but... being so young, I feel like if I if someone wanted a logo for me and I said, okay, I want like uh, if I started charging the prices that top designers do, like Ian or somebody like that, and I said, okay, this is how much I want for this logo, they're gonna look at me and be like, are you kidding? Like, and I feel like that's Depends how, the is, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. But again, I feel like for me being so young, my mentality is doing all these commissions and portrait work for people and things like that. I will charge you, but I'm not going to charge you thousands of dollars because I don't feel as if I'm my work. Okay. I don't want to put it that way. Like my work isn't worth that much, but yeah, that's exactly like what you mean. my experience level isn't worth that much yet but as my experience level keeps going up like i'll keep charging more and more and more and more as i become more established so like i feel like being young designers too we also have that have to have that reality check like you're going to be doing free work and you're going to be doing work for little to no money and we can't expect to make money like right out of the gate and that's one thing i wish my parents would understand (laughs) with being freelance and like trying to get yourself out there being a young designer you're not gonna make thousands of dollars right Mm. out of the gate you're gonna have to start off slow and work your way up and again that's just all with experience and like going down the experience train so i think it's so i know a friend of mine who is sort of an anomaly to this um because he knows the right people and i've taken a big inspiration Mm. of that and if you can get people knowing your work and if your work is good enough which his is flipping amazing uh and i, I think <laughs> I, I, I think as this as well so like I, if you can get to the people that know you um for your work and get like an in on on the illustrated uh on the the publishing people or an in on this person or that whoever you want to work with you can get to know those people then mm-hmm. um i really think that these things that these limits that we keep putting on ourselves like oh we're too young we should do this or do that he's my friend's working with some of the biggest football brands in the world yeah because he's because he's he knows people that either work mm-hmm. for them or knows people have worked for them because of his contacts mm-hmm. he's and his work's amazing he can mm-hmm. get there so i think i think we're, and, we're putting limits on ourselves and that's why i'm trying to make those connections like especially now and i'm very i feel very late to the game like i feel like i've been following you guys for so long and following all these influencers I don't want to say influencers but you know all these people for so long and it's like I've been dying to just like I want to talk with you like I want to sit down and like spend hours and just chat with you and like make these connections and make friends like I don't have any design friends and I commute to university so I don't really have many friends there I'm very I'm an isolated designer like I stay in my room and I kind of just design and draw I keep to to myself and but yet like this talk is so refreshing because it's like oh my gosh I'm talking to somebody who like understands me and I feel like 
a lot of young designers, we get very wrapped up in like that kind of mentality of, oh, I just need to keep my head down and keep doing what I'm doing. But you, I want to make these connections and like, I want to make friends. And I mean, I assume that's how you became friends with like Tom and all of them too, is like, you just started making those connections and reached out to them. And yeah. now look at you, like they're coming to your talk <laughs> next week. Like that's so awesome. Yeah. Like I would never dream that in a million years. Like, <laughs> but I mean, yes. you made it happen and that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it's just <laughs> just just reach out to people and start. Yeah, that is that is it. Just become friends with people because you like them, and I think that's that's something mm-hmm. I said on their podcast. I think it's like too many people try and do it because they want to get some work off of them, or too many people try and become friends with people because the they. Reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, you seem no, like you like know that. what you're doing. You yeah, seem like no, you, you could start a podcast and and get the right connections <laughs> for the right reasons. Oh, I think thank you. Yeah, but I mean, I don't necessarily, I don't want it for that reason. Like I, for yeah. me, it's just, I, I want a creative outlet of, I love, I'm such a people person. Like I love to talk. I love to chat. I love to bounce ideas off of people. I do best in like group environments, like when it comes to brainstorming, like bouncing ideas off of people. And I just want to meet friends to have friends, I guess, like to just be able to like, Hey, I'm having a really big issue on this project. I have no idea what to do. Can you help me out please? And I guess I've always just been afraid to reach out to people on that aspect. Cause I always felt like I'd get shot down, but I'm quickly being proved wrong like <laughs> with that. So, yeah. I think that thing also young, older designers like to be, that sort of mental figure. I think they, if you choose the right people and I, yeah, the people that I've spoken to and, and sort of surrounded myself with, they like to be giving advice. They want to be seen as, they want to be seen as someone who's, who knows what they're doing. So if people are asking them for advice, that sort of it boosts their ego a little bit as well. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. It's just one big, yeah, like you said, designers are weird. Like we're just one big group of people who are trying to get to know each other while sharing weird art and like <laughs> yeah um so i guess one question I, I don't know how much time you have oh yeah whatever or... i don't mind <laughs> okay keep going keep um, going yeah sorry <laughs> um, no, 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 sorry about it it's fine so you kind of mentioned that you in 2020 are gonna like reroute your podcast and kind of reroute where you're going direction wise with your design career and you mentioned like you didn't go to university which in a way looking back on it i kind of again i hope nobody who i go to school with listens to this but in a way i kind of wish i wouldn't have like i mean okay how do i word this like i learned a lot from college that i wouldn't have learned on my own don't get me wrong but also everything i'm learning in all of my design classes i could teach myself like honestly in my graphic design classes we watch YouTube videos, we watch Skillshare classes, we watch wow. that kind of thing okay. to do our projects. And it's the most frustrating thing I've ever experienced in my life. Cause it's like, I can go home and watch all of these. How do you think I've learned this? Like I'm learning that way. I'm learning through experience. I'm learning through trial and error. And I don't feel like I'm necessarily being taught, I suppose, or like being taught from a higher above person. But anyway, so I kind of went off track. But um, how did you kind of decide to reroute where you're going? Because you are, I mean, you're already kind of established. I mean, you do have these connections and 
I mean, you're more established than me. So like, <laughs> how have you kind of decided like what path to go down for you, like in the situation you're in? So you mean like, I mean, what do you mean like in the, in the illustration, like design stuff or do you mean for the, for the podcast or? Um, kind you... of a little bit of everything. So like you said that you were looking into getting a design job possibly mm. like, so what kind of rerouted you from, I mean, you have had experience now doing freelance for how yeah. How many years? Well, I mean, on, on and off. So three years on and off, like a year. Yeah. On <laughs> now. Yeah. Yeah. So what made you kind of like want to recheck everything and like reroute sort of? Uh, currently, it's, it's thinking a lot about money. Um, <laughs> and also, it's also thinking about the job that, um, that will get me to where I want to be, I guess. Yeah. Uh, so mm -hmm. this job that I've got into for next week is going to be a huge part uh, in 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 where I want to be in in the future, and it might even be the end. It's, well, it's not the end goal, but it's it's definitely it's okay. So I can't really say. It. I don't know if I'm allowed to say. It. So it's for a football club, and it's in it's a, it's for a design job in a football club, and they're like That's one of the so biggest awesome. teams in England. Oh yeah, my gosh. And, and it's not it's not like the top graphic designer it's like a junior design level and it's like doing stuff that's not fancy it's or anything it's not like getting your foot in the door it's getting your foot exactly in the door. exactly that's and amazing. i think yeah i just hope i get it <laughs> i'll be gutted <laughs> um, but yeah so that's that's having that opportunity i think it's along with that and the money and, and just i think it's just been a process of of doing the podcast doing this all all this stuff and it not really leading to too much and talking to all these other people i don't think it can be a thing that's figured out overnight i think you have to go and do things to in order to think about it and you have to be constantly stepping back from the things that you're doing so i've, I've right. constantly been stepping back from my work and constantly been thinking about how is this going to lead to the next opportunity or how is this going to lead to the end goal which is working exactly so yeah just constantly stepping back from what you're doing and um thinking about it. even if it's just like end of a, end of each month how is this month been mm -hmm. and is it going to get me to where I want to be and what can I do next month to get me further closer to that but um mm -hmm. so yeah I don't I don't know it's, it's sort of like a a mess you just sort of have to keep keep going until you figured it out until, until you realize okay this isn't where I want to be going this podcast stuff isn't leading me mm -hmm. to be a graphic designer at a football club maybe I should go down this road instead and, and then yes, it's time to but it's so awesome that you have that perspective to be like okay yeah. this isn't working I need to step back and reevaluate whereas yeah. some people will be beating a dead horse for the rest of their life like keep going with things that maybe aren't helping them in the long run and that's what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to switch my priorities like okay so having an Etsy shop is helping me for what I want to do because I mean that is the long-term goal is to sort of have my own little business and like side business and sort of also be like Lisa um on the podcast like her kind of illustration freelance jobs and but at the same time I'm reevaluating myself like and that's what I'm trying to do with when I graduate is okay is I need to find a job that is gonna be related to where I want to go because if I just get a job at a design agency and doing I don't know like brochure designs for the rest of my life like that's not gonna lead me at all to where I want to be and yeah. I feel like we have that 
a lot of people are just in the mindset of doing what they have to do to be successful or doing what they have to do to um, make money and like be successful in that aspect. Whereas we're seeking kind of happiness in it and we're seeking like following our dreams and working for who we want to work for and like yep. doing what we want to do. And I feel like, again, that's kind of where I relate to you is we're constantly putting ourselves in check. Like, okay, is this going to help me or not help me? Is this going to um, benefit me in the long run? Is this not going to, and you can't being young and being able to do that is, I feel like very helpful for us. And it's going to help us in like our huge long-term career, being able to step back and be like, okay, yeah. yeah. And reevaluate the situation. Yeah. The other young, young people have, for lack of a better word we're a lot more woke <laughs> yeah <laughs> we, we, we understand that we understand that we want to be happier and it's not just about money it's not just about surviving it's, it's more about like, actually enjoying life and, and yeah. credit to our parents like they've, they've done jobs that they don't want to do so they can feed us and bring us up in this world and I, that's constantly something that's on my mind and i'm living in this in this lovely house and having my own sort of half design studio and my sister's got her own photography mm -hmm. stuff over there. It's like, mm -hmm. yeah, like, they, thanks to my parents. I've got to be thankful for that. And right. I I've got to be grateful to them and try and not argue with them about, about jobs and things and trying to make Thank them you. understand. <laughs> and that's yeah. it. I, I, it's hard. It's real hard um, trying to make them understand that, that this is what I want to go down and um, get them on board. Mm -hmm. but, mm -hmm. but yeah, I... I think I think it's just how it's, it's very healthy that we're thinking about this stuff at a young age and mm -hmm. if we can look for a job that we enjoy a little bit more than just sitting at a design job because that's the thing with me I don't want to sit at a design studio and doing stuff work me I don't either. want to do me so either. if I can find a place where maybe it's not a design studio but maybe it's a football club and I can do a design role at a football club then fantastic yeah. I think that's what I'd, I'd ask everyone to try and do is yeah. especially young designers try and find out what you really like and then see what how you fit into that look for the opportunity yeah. yeah 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 and I you said so many amazing things that I can relate to there like my past internship that I did this past summer was for the public relations department at my university so the head graphic designers for our university I was working under them and any projects that they didn't necessarily want to do or they didn't have time for or just like small side projects they would give to me and Bluffton oh, yeah. University was my Bluff the university was my client, like basically. So I was doing like t-shirt designs, of course that logo, poster designs for organizations. And I gained a lot of experience that way. Like I gained a lot of experience working for a client um, and like getting my work out there, the process it takes for it to be published, like all the revisions, oh my gosh, the revisions like, <laughs> that you have to yeah. go through. Like I learned it was so valuable in that sense, but it was literally Monday through Friday, eight to five. And I sat at this desk all day and it was just miserable. And I loved the experience and the aspect of gaining the design experience. But first off, at the end of the summer, my back was killing me because I've never had a job where I just sit all day long. And I just, I found myself often, like they would give me sometimes these projects, of course, that I didn't want to do. I, there were projects that I was assigned that I really did not want to do. And I would find myself like drawing, like any spare second that I had, I would try to illustrate or like, I would try to draw something like just for myself or on my lunch break. And I feel like that's another thing we have to go through too, you know, is we do have to get these jobs that we might not enjoy to learn that we don't enjoy them 
and to seek out happiness. And I, my parents and my, I currently live with my grandmother, but my house is right down that way. So we're like neighbors, but um, I live with my grandma to help care for her because she's 82 years old and she lives in this ginormous farmhouse all by herself. So I have this whole, like half of this house to myself. So like I have an apartment sort of up here. Um, like I have, like I have my studio right here and then my bedroom's over there and I have my, well, my painting behind me, but like, I kind of have my own little space, but I help care for her and I respect my parents' opinions. I respect their, cause they've gone through that too. But again, my parents are very similar to, I think what you alluded to is they've done jobs their whole life that they had to do for money and we're not well off. Um, you know, everything I've been financially independent since I was 16 years old. I've been paying my own bills ever since I was 16 and I've paid my way through college all by myself. And wow, that's pretty impressive. Fair play to you. Yeah. So, uh, and I, I've worked, I think the most jobs I've worked at one point were seven. I had five on campus jobs and two off campus jobs. So <laughs> I've, I've worked myself, I've worked so, 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 so hard. And yeah. I, my parents have worked so hard to put food on the table for us. I've had a wonderful life. Like I haven't gone without, like, I can't thank my parents enough. Like, and my grandma, and that's why I'm helping care for my grandma is because I feel like I owe it to her for everything that she's done for me. But at the same time, they don't, their mindset is in that mindset of you have to do what you have to do to pay the bills and you have to get the job that you have to, to pay your bills and to survive. And in a way, I do understand that 100% because unfortunately, the world nowadays does revolve around money. And being so young, you know, we're grown up thinking like we have to get these jobs to pay off our loans and to pay our bills. And after college, you have to do whatever it takes to just be rich as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. And we get so wrapped up in that headspace. And I don't want to do that. Like, I would rather be the happiest little designer in the whole entire world and not making much money than working for a huge design firm, making lots of money, and I'm miserable every single day that I go into work. 100%. So for me, I, again, like like you said, I don't wanna argue with my parents or argue with them or try to get them to understand, like, I wanna be happy. Like, <laughs> cause they don't, really, <laughs> they don't really understand that, you know? But yeah. at the same time, like, it's my life. I am 22 years old. I just turned 22 like two weeks ago. And I'm gonna do what it takes to make myself happy. And I am gonna be selfish in that aspect of, hopefully it'll make me money in the long run. I mean, that's the goal, right? Is to do what makes you happy and make money. But yeah, so I've always been the kind of person, I'll do whatever it takes to make the money, but I want to be happy in the process for sure. Yeah, and a lot of illustrators tell me that you know you're in the illustration or in design because you like illustration design, not to make money because you you don't make a lot of money doing it. <laughs> it's like teaching. Yeah. It's like teachers nowadays, especially I don't yeah. know, like here in the U.S., our teachers they struggle a lot, and they do teaching because they love to teach, not because they are in it for the money. Because teachers here don't make as much as they should. Yeah, um, yeah. same kinda, same over and yeah yeah that's that's exactly the same like with no i mean I, i'm not sure about the us because i mean we've got the national health care stuff so that's the same with nurses and stuff they get paid a lot mm-hmm. less than they should uh yeah uh, us too right yeah 
But yeah, uh, so what I was saying, what was I, oh, I had a good point. I was thinking about it. Lost it. Sorry. <laughs> no, 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 I don't know what it was. Oh, well, it, 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 there you go. It it's might gone. come back to you. <laughs> <laughs> One other thing I'd like to get your opinion on, um, just super quick. Like, how would, how did, how, how have you dealt with like burnout, like creative burnout? So that's something that like every designer in the world experiences is like getting burnout and I'm 100% guilty of it. Like right now I'm trying to just pump out the work and mm -hmm. like right now I'm doing, trying to do Huevember, like where I do a post a day. And yeah, that's <laughs> like route one to burnout. That. <laughs> yeah, so. Doing a whole month of um, projects. Yeah, well, I don't know, but um. I'm quickly with university work, like college projects, because of course I have projects to do for homework there. Um, I have yeah. my own Etsy business. Like I am do, trying to do stuff to build my portfolio. I, I'm finding myself struggling really hard to like find the motivation to keep going and to keep drawing and like to keep going past that. Like what, how have you personally gotten through burnout or have you experienced it or i'm sure you have yeah but. <laughs> yeah i mean only this year only after um after after doing this podcasting tour and and i think it's been more about the stress of not having um any income to keep me going uh and not mm -hmm. not having because i think we're, we're both very similar we, we want to come in you had seven jobs that's 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 a lot that's, i did that's a lot of I luckily quit most of them this year so I could I work at the coffee shop and I give tours for our university like showing prospective students around but that's all I do now because I need to focus on <laughs> getting my craft yeah. together but yeah at one point I had quite a few jobs so <laughs> but that's what I, I mean you're clearly a worker you clearly want to keep doing and, and doing stuff and pursuing stuff and, and like mm -hmm. you're clearly a worker so that's that's great and and the only thing i realized if you don't give yourself like enough time to to rest or like the, the way i explained it on on the last designs podcast was it's like going to the gym each day if you keep going keep going keep going if you're mm -hmm. if you're working all of the time um eventually your your muscles will break or snap or, or you'll, you'll hurt yourself and right. uh as thing is with design it's, it's hard to see it um and mm -hmm. I've only realized it recently because uh, the people everyone was saying oh yeah eventually you'll, you'll have burnout you've got to look out for it I was like ah, it's all rubbish it depends how you attack it it depends how you yeah what direction right. you take but, but if you are no matter how much you like your work or how much you like doing what you're doing if you don't give yourself a break or even just an hour or so to unwind each day even just to get off social media watch a tv show or just watch netflix for an hour each night or do something just just to take your mind off of work i think you to unplug yeah eventually if you're doing it long enough you'll um you'll, you'll something will break and something will something will uh, lead you to not wanting to do the stuff you love and um, that's what i realized is you just end up not loving it anymore um yeah and i think that happened to the podcast too much and that uh, i was doing i guess the, the podcasting tour around the uk i was doing a podcast every day for for a week and we were traveling quite a lot as well and when i got back i was like oh i'm not doing anything now there's nothing to be done so yeah yeah i just fell out of love with it I just fell out of fell out of love with everything so um yeah i think having the break having if i had had a break in the middle of the, the podcasting tour or, or spread them out even more i did i think i did mm -hmm. like 20 something in a, in 
two months, 20 wow, podcasts in two months, which is, which is stupid, really. <laughs> yeah. Doing it that quickly. Oh my gosh. Um, That's crazy. So, yeah, yeah I, 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 I've got a podcast coming out actually, which um, if people have experienced burnout a bit more, um, that'll be coming out in a few weeks. They, they'll give you a much better understanding of what it's like and uh, how, how it can lead to even worse, worse problems. Like, I mean, Tom Ross has had like, serious health problems. He's been hospitalized because he's had burnout because he was just working himself too much. And his anxiety. Yeah. And Dustin, yeah. So it's, yeah. I haven't really experienced it at that level yet. Um, hopefully, I never will. But I think what from what I've heard and what I've been told and what I've experienced so far is just relax sometimes. It's not always go, go, go. You don't have to be always working if, if you're not. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that's the thing as well. Like, I've watching stuff on YouTube and watching all these videos and self-help videos. They all they they push you into a mindset of you have to be working constantly. If you, I even, I don't even play Xbox for an hour. Like I'm thinking in my head, oh, I'm me not working. I'm, I'm not doing good stuff. Oh my gosh, here. me too. Yeah. I, it's crazy. I oh my gosh, I relate to that so much. Like I'll be laying yeah. in bed, like I can't even take a nap, like in the middle of my day because I'm constantly when I'm laying there, I'm like okay. I could be doing this or I could be doing that or I have this to do I have this to do and I end up just getting up and like doing the stuff that I have to do or even if I do have a free second like even this past week actually with doing November I have to set aside or set aside time to draw for myself because I go to school I go to work and then I come home and I have to do homework and I'm constantly or I have to do Etsy orders or I'm um, constantly doing stuff for other people And then when I finally have a free second to like do something for myself and actually draw what I want to draw, I'm constantly thinking, oh crap, do I have a project that I need to be working on? Like, is there something else I can be doing? I relate to that so much. Like, yeah, these kinds of things are putting you in this headspace that to get where you want to go, you constantly have to be working yourself to the bone. And I've been doing that and I'm really scared that, yeah, I'm going to get burnt out and that's why I, I have a vacation planned in December and then in May I'm going to Germany and I'm super excited. I'm going to force myself to like not take any art supplies with me or like nothing art related and kind of just unplug and just let myself relax and just not think about it. Because even, like I said, even before I go to bed at night, I don't know if you have this too, like you're laying in bed and all these thoughts are going through your head. Like, okay, I have to post this tomorrow. I have to, do this for school and it's just so stressful like it's a really hard way to live and yeah I see where Tom and Dustin are coming from you know I struggle with um depression sometimes and anxiety and it's super and that's all stuff that I keep under wraps like I don't let people know that I'm going through those things and I learn to deal with it on my own and again that's dangerous too (laughs) but um yeah, it's, it's just a really dangerous way to live. And I feel like that's something as yeah. designers that we experience that not regular people experience, I suppose. Yeah. Or like uh, the designing aspect of it, I guess. I, I think as young people, it's a very unique situation uh, where we're, we're in a different time. Like you said earlier on, we we haven't seen this. You haven't seen the long term effects. So it's like smoking. Like now we're seeing the long term effects of smoking. People are dying from it. We're not seeing the long term effects from using social media. And I think it could be yeah. very dangerous. I think in a couple of years, ten years time, I think we'll realise actually this is terrible for us. Um, yeah. 
if if because people are, people are seriously addicted to it. And um, oh, one hundred percent. Being being a young person, I think we need to figure out a way of of getting around that addiction because they're built and the fact that they're built to be addictive, like cigarettes, like they're built to be addictive. Mm-hmm. It's a killer. Social I mean, media is too. I, I mean. Know. I mean, look at Instagram too. I mean, why else would they be changing their algorithm like all the time is to get people to like, you literally have to be on Instagram for hours every single day, commenting, liking, messaging people, like getting your stuff out there, posting almost every single day. They make it super unhealthy and super stressful in order to like, okay, if you, if you post every single day and you like and engage and comment then we'll show your work to people or then we'll put your work out there and that's what people are doing they're in this headspace of getting on instagram to post especially young people our age they're like okay i have to post this post and then i have to be on instagram for the next hour or so like engaging and liking and making sure people are seeing my work and sharing it and all this and but we lost the sole purpose of social media it's to post your work make friends make these connections and have fun and to like like meet people and to just post what you love and share what you're passionate about and share your your artwork and like what you do not for likes and comments and success like success is measured in numbers nowadays and measured in followers and i don't know if you heard i think honestly the honest designers mentioned it that instagram is implementing this thing where they're getting rid of where or no it was lauren Hom on her podcast with stefan coombs um they said that instagram is updating now where they're getting rid of the likes so like you can't see the likes when you're scrolling through yeah and you some of the see some countries yeah yeah so yeah. in a way i feel like that'll be great because you're not going to be comparing yourself to others but at the same time is that just going to piss people off and like make it well, even gonna, more dangerous. <laughs> I think people would then just follow, go to the follow or, or the comment numbers. I think it, it still be focused on numbers. People will still mm-hmm. have the follow count next to the name. They'll still have the uh, the comments numbers. But I, see, this is what I realised recently is you've, you've nailed it as well by saying we've lost the real purpose of social media. So why not get that back then? Why not start comment, start meshing people, start using it as a social network, start start emailing people on the back of it start looking at people you admire and start connecting with these people for rather than just Mm -hmm. posting stuff because this is the thing with with social media like just posting stuff it's not getting you anywhere really like you've got to get your work in front of people you've got to you've got to give your work to someone else for them to see it really because you can't just Mm -hmm. post it and then expect work back i think something that i've i've struggled with and had now realized is that I'm only going to get work if I get in front of people. If if I start messaging people that I know are working this, I had all and making those connections. Yeah, yeah. So I need to email the people or the content creators at football clubs if I want to work for football clubs. Why? That's the link that's been missing. You can't. It's so much easier to do that and actually get a job that way rather than building my profile up to ten thousand followers and ex- hoping mm-hmm. that they come to me for work. Hoping right exactly just just that's exactly contact people (laughs) yeah and that's what we're losing nowadays especially like young people i know who like i said i graduated with quite a few people who are youtubers now or um have large followings but it's like 
that's all they're striving to get. They're just striving to get those numbers. They're just striving to post. And now we're so concerned of what our feeds look like. Like people are so obsessed with, I have to have the same color theory theme <laughs> on all my posts. Yeah. Like, why is that even a thing? Like that's maddening. Like, why does it matter what your feed looks like? You should just post what you want to post, like, because you love it, not because it looks yeah. like all your other posts or people being influencers, their feeds have to lurk a certain way. Or I know people who post like three posts at a time because they all like interlock and like make their feed look pretty. And I'm like, this just blows my mind. Like, why does that any of that matter? Like it shouldn't yeah. matter. And we all fall guilty of it, like fall guilty to it. I 100% do, you know, it's so hard not to, like, especially when you're on social media and being young designers or being raised in that world. But for me, like one thing I've definitely been learning and like I keep saying over and over and over again is I want to build these connections. I want to make friends. I want to make friends with people in the UK and like across the country. Like I want to yeah. live in the UK someday. So it'd be great to yeah. go there and know people over there. <laughs> no, but yeah. it'd be great to like be able to go to these countries or like if I do move to the UK someday and like know people there and have those connections there instead of mm -hmm. just moving to London and being like, oh crap, I know nobody. I'm on my own you know, but 100%. not even just that, like you can relate to so many different people, but when you're stuck in your own bubble and you refuse to get out of your own bubble because you only care about the likes and everything like that and not the connections, it's going to hurt you so much in the long run for sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's it. We've cracked it. We've cracked you it after an hour and a bit. We cracked the code. <laughs> <laughs> that's it though. Like to summarize, like, connecting with people actually using social media for for social purposes and also to get your work in front of people and start mm -hmm. start using it productively in a way mm -hmm. uh, like using it as an action um i'm trying to think about the best way to get it into my own brain as well like <laughs> how to, no, how to put I know it. what you mean yeah it's because that's what social media was created for. I mean, Facebook for me, I use Facebook to connect with family or like people I don't see every day or to chat with and see what they're up to. That's what social media is supposed to be about. It's supposed to be about connecting with people. And that's why it's called social media. Like, and yeah. I love this talk. I forget who the talk was by. Oh my gosh, I don't remember. But it was a talk about how social media is making us lonely. Like it's only making us lonely, like not yep. social. And it's like young people like us were being brought up in this world that you need to have an iPhone from the moment you're born and like being posting on Instagram for like the moment you can start writing. <laughs> and it's, it's not healthy and it's not feasible. And I wish like, I wish Instagram was just a place where they got rid of the algorithm and you could see everybody who follows posts and I know they're trying to show you what you will like, like, and that's what the algorithm is for, is to show you posts that you will engage with and that you will like the most. But at the same time, like, I'm not seeing a lot of these other people I follow and I want to engage with them and I want to be social with all these people and they're just making it nearly impossible, you know? Mm. And I, and like I said, it's not about the followers and the likes or anything like that, but I do want people to appreciate my work. You know, we all seek that appreciation because it's what keeps us going. It's what keeps fueling us. 
and I do get comments on my illustrations sometimes like people saying oh my gosh I love your style it's so inspirational like I love what you're doing and I'm like holy crap like there's somebody out there that took the time to comment on my post and say that they appreciated my artwork and I want to be able to do that to as many people as humanly possible but it's hard you know because mm. they make it hard and they the reason they make it hard yeah. is so you keep like treating instagram like a job like people are treating instagram like a job and for some people it is their job you know to be this yeah. influencer yeah and that's how they're getting paid is like via instagram or like things like that and that's how they're getting their work and in a way i feel like that's really beneficial for them but at the same time it's just yeah we're losing the sense of the social and social media I suppose. It's true. It's true. No, 100% true. Uh, uh, it's, yeah, I think, I mean, both of us can go away from this this chat and think about it and start actually in that, start start messaging more people and connecting with people that we want to work with. Um, just yeah. even even on a, on a small term basis, just uh, I like like I like the stuff they're posting. Start commenting on the stuff they're posting. Make yourself like a recognizable face in their world, um, mm -hmm. and then eventually you just put the word to them. Oh, I've been seeing what you've been doing. Maybe I could help out my my own work. Um, I'd love right, to right. love to uh, give you a go. So yeah, yeah. Uh, I think right. we'll be good. I think we'll be all right. Yeah, I think so. I feel like we have a good head on our shoulders. We got this. No problem, Ian. We're coming for you. We got this. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. But that's what um, we realize. Like we, we, I think we're good. Like, and and people yeah. will say that, and and it doesn't sink in enough. But I, I think we'll be alright. Like, yeah. I mean, it sounds we'll strange it to say. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Well, um, I don't mean to skedaddle, but I do have class in a little bit. Um, yeah. But also, again, I just want to say a huge congratulations on your conference that you're having and I really 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 wish I could attend I would give anything to go but that's so awesome just seeing and I hope you keep paving the way for like young people like us and don't give up on your podcast don't give up on <laughs> that kind of thing I'm not saying you're gonna give up on it but like keep voicing your opinion and I hope that I can start doing that soon too and just, yeah please do yeah but just keep like being you and doing what you're doing because you're the voice for like young people like me who until now were like terrified to speak out about it or terrified to get our voices out there and you're talking to people like Ian and Tom on like a regular basis and you've met Dustin and who knows tomorrow you might get a message from Aaron Draplin who wants to meet you you don't know but you know like just keep doing what you're doing because it's very inspiring for me even you give me hope to keep going like <laughs> to keep going and hopefully one day i can meet ian and tom and <laughs> all of them but um yeah no you definitely are an inspiration for me and like a lot of young people out there that's, even if you're right. even if you aren't being told on like a regular basis i'm telling you <laughs> that's very kind it's very very kind yeah cool yeah nice <laughs> Not a problem. yeah Gotta take that and uh, flip it up, and then like save it in a special place when I'm feeling down. And yeah, listen to that. Yeah. <laughs> or just call no. me up again and be like, "Hey, give me a pep talk again." <laughs> I got you. <laughs> that's it. We'll be good. Um, and we'll we'll definitely keep chatting on um, 
on Instagram and things and, and yes. you know, maybe maybe we'll see what I really want you to start a podcast or even get maybe you get more involved in the creative waffle or I don't know what happens. We'll see. Yes. We'll chat about it. Yes. We'll definitely chat well, about and it. If it's, if it's easier to exchange like numbers or something like that, that'll work too. And cool. yeah, I would love to keep chatting. And I definitely will, if you don't mind, um, seeking your advice on creating a podcast because I have no idea where do I post it? What do I do? What do I do with the media files? Like I have no idea. So I might be seeking your help with that as well. hundred <laughs> percent. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But absolutely. All the time. Um, let's end okay. this podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, where, where can people find you and check your work out again? Um, so you can find me, I'm at doodlebug.draws on Instagram. Um, I'm doodlebug designs by HB, all one word on Etsy. And hopefully I'll have a YouTube channel slash podcast soon. But those are the two main places that you can find me for now. So <laughs> nice. There you go. Yeah. At Creative Waffle at Blue Design. There you go. Uh, see you next week for another episode of the podcast. Really hope you enjoyed this episode of the Creative Waffle podcast. Please do subscribe and uh, check out the other episodes. We've got some great advice from amazing creatives all around the world. Uh, yeah, thank you very much for listening. Uh, check us out on social media at Creative Waffle. Uh, the Creative Waffle live events coming up very shortly. Uh, that's next week, a week today actually, uh, as this podcast comes out, fifteenth of November, twenty nineteen. So li- tickets are down, linked down in the description if you do fancy getting a ticket as well. So yeah, thank you very much for checking this out. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. I hope it helped you. Please do feel free to message myself, myself or Hannah if you've got any questions. And uh, yeah, see you next week for another episode of the Creative Waffle Podcast. Thank you.